0: This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Today's episode is sponsored by Organify, the world's best superfoods company. Use coupon code SoberLife at the checkout, all one word, to receive 15% off any of your Organify purchases. Again, Sober Life, coupon code 15% off all of your Organifi purchases.
1: Check it out. Hi, this is Andy Bauman from Tom Ham's Lighthouse. I'm the chair of San Diego Restaurant Week. Please join us for San Diego Restaurant Week from September 24th to October 1st with lunches available from $10 to $20 and dinner available from $20 to $50. Visit SanDiegoRestaurantWeek.com to see more than 180 restaurants participating in Restaurant Week.
0: life audio experience. experience what up roman what's up brian hey it's another beautiful day damn it is a beautiful day man aren't we blessed
2: blessings on
0: blessings on blessings all the way up hey yeah. roman we got a we got an amazing guest with us today
2: yes we do man this is special this is new this is yeah new it is the show
0: yeah it is marty say what up marty hey,
1: what's up guys how are you
0: <laughs> marty is in the house <laughs> Marty Norman, you're in the house, you're in the building, living yes, life. We love it, man. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. I'm here, brother. What's going on with you guys? How you living today?
2: Hey man, it's a it's a beautiful day uh, out here in San Diego. What's what's the weather like out there?
1: <laughs> well, it's not as beautiful it is as it is there, I promise you that. But today it got up to about ninety, I believe. So uh hey,
0: it's a good the day. Are,
1: to, the leaves are starting to change here for us, man. We know, we all know, we're all yeah the, the, the fall is getting ready to happen. So
0: it's a good day to get sober, ain't it, Marty? <laughs> it's,
1: it's definitely a good day for that, my brother. Hey, my brother. Marty,
2: for those listening, why don't you tell tell the audience where you're calling in from?
1: All right, my name is Marty Norm, Norman, Norman all I am from Terre Haute, Indiana. Woo. Beautiful city of Terre Haute.
2: Okay, shout out. Shout out Indiana. Give it up. Yes, sir. So, Marty, before we start any show with a guest, we always start with three very special, very important questions.
0: Brian, go ahead. Marty, what is your vision? As to your vision for yourself, for the world, for recovery. I mean, just what what is your like what is your personal vision?
1: Awesome, awesome question. Uh, my vision, I guess, man. I don't know if you know. To give you guys a little background.
0: Lay it uh, on us.
1: I, I own a recovery home for men in Terre Haute, Indiana. It's called the Truman House.
0: Okay. Uh, it's an
1: amazing. It's an amazing little house, man. We opened up in December of the, last year, so we've barely been open. Like uh, let's just say nine months, ten months tops.
0: Okay. Right on, right on. Shout yeah. out Truman House.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Truman House, check it out at the Truman House, man, if you guys want to check that out. All Heck right, yeah. I, I'm all over social media, so if you guys check out my page, you'll see <laughs> the Truman House there all the time. All um, right. Yeah, my vision is, is this, man. Look, I started this house based on a dream, based on a vision, based on nothing more than I want to help people succeed in recovery. You know what yes. I mean? I want, I want to put it out there as best as I can. I've learned that that social media is an amazing platform platform for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it really is, man. And, and, uh, you know, with my Facebook and Instagram and things like that, man, it's just like, I started doing this a few years back. I would uh, probably like four or five years ago. I started posting things and, and people started reaching out to me and, and, at the time, I really didn't have any resources to help anybody. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in tune with what social media could do for recovery, mm-hmm. you know. But but a lot of people were seeing seeing me and my experiences and, and and where I had been, you know. A lot of people knew where I had been. A lot of people were watching me, me as to me growing in recovery, you know. Well, and there hell was, yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, attraction rather than promotion. Well, people were attracted <laughs> to that. And they're like, holy crap, man! Look at this guy. I remember him from back in the day. Yes. Look at him. How how is he? You know, and of course that attracts them. They want to know. They want to know what to do. So I would, uh, a part of my job. You know, I wasn't a job at the time, but part of my things I was doing is like I, I was helping them refer to, uh, you know, like halfway houses, and okay. you know, in this in this little town of Terre Haute, we didn't really have a. Uh, we didn't really have a treatment center to speak of, really. We got a we got a place that's more of a mental health side of things, you know. <laughs> right, which, yeah. right. As we know, they both correlate, you know. Right, so right, up. hand
0: in hand. So that's right. a that's so, a big know, vision, telling, man.
1: Telling, yeah, huh?
0: I said that's huge. That's like you got a it huge is. vision. Yeah.
1: Oh man, well it's you know, and that's just that's just the start of it. I was trying to. Uh, you know, people people reaching out to me so I started telling people how I got into treatment. Basically, you know, the way that I got into treatment is not the way that most people would like to go about it, you know? I mean, I had to go to the emergency room, you know, and and and, to, and then I, uh, from there I went to uh, a detox in the emergency room in, in the mental health ward, you know. Spent 9 days there and then I went into a halfway house afterwards, but um I was just I was just blessed, I guess.
0: Yes, you were. Hell yeah.
1: Marty <laughs> But my vision my vision now, bro, is that, you know, this house here is a 10-bed house. It's a small house, you
0: know. Right. And
1: my hardest part of my job today is having not having enough beds for the people, you mm. know. That's mm. the hardest part of my job. I got four or five people, uh, you know, a day or every few days coming to me, and I say, man, I can't help you get into this house, but I can refer you to somewhere else. Mm. I can help you get into treatment. So my vision today is to take this to the next level and start opening more houses. And eventually, eventually, I got a five-year plan that I plan on getting done in three and a half, and that's opening the treatment.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. For I'm all the get listeners. A, an,
1: all-inclusive, an all-inclusive treatment center detox the whole nine. Perfect. That's the goal. You heard so, it here
0: first from absolutely. the horse's mouth. It's happening, guys.
1: (laughs) I even put a date on it. Oh, man, what
0: did I do that for? Dude, so it (laughs) sounds
2: like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like your vision is just simply to help others, to help people get their lives back on track, help them get sober.
1: That's absolutely. I mean, that's the, that's the, the core base of it all, man, is to help people. First off, get through that treatment. Get through the part that, you know, where we have to, to go through the sickness and realize and then we got all working on the fence. And then, you know, it, basically, you know, if I can show people, look, man, recovery, we're not a glum lot, right? Hell recovery, no.
2: no. we are not.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yep. Recovery isn't boring, man. Look at look at all the things I'm putting out here for you guys. No doubt. Look at all the things I'm doing. I'm, I'm traveling the country. I'm going to a fence, Going camp. I got my kids. I got, you know, all my homies, all the brothers with me in the house. Look at us, bro. Yeah. We're having a ball. We're loving Life is good,
0: man. Life is good, Marty. So let's get into question number two. Question number two. All right. What do you love? Ooh.
1: (laughs) I think I pretty much just explained all that, man. (laughs) No, seriously, though, man, I do. I love helping people, man. First off, I enjoy it. And maybe I'm selfish for this, but it makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, it does. To genuinely want to help another person. But what I love, man, is seeing that I get a guy in here. I go get a guy from the hospital. You know, he's sick. Or I get a guy off the street. he, he, He doesn't even have a toothbrush. Or, you know, I get a guy out of jail. You know, and then they come to the house, man, and, and they sit there and they're quiet for a month, and or they're real reserved, or they're withdrawn, they don't really know anything about recovery and what it entails. Right. You know, and then a couple months later, I watch this beautiful flower bloom, and these people start, you know, you see that spark in their eyes, bro. Totally. You know what Hell I mean? yeah. But it's starting to get life, you know, starting to understand the concept of what recovery could be like. Right. Man, right.
0: It, it's kind of like in the matrix when neo realizes he is the one and he can make the change the he yes. is the one he's got the power marty let's That's, get into question that- number three what is a book that has shaped or influenced you in a major way wow great question
1: i would have to say man that book that this, oh, wow there's so many books man i've read so many books in my in the you know in the last 10 years uh but the very start of my book was the very start of the change in my perception on life and and people and for you know just how i looked at things was the power of now by Eckhart
0: Tolle. Mm, yeah yeah powerful power book. Now. how uh, how was that influential not- for you
1: Oh man, uh, I didn't. Well, okay. First off, let's just say that I didn't have a concept, really, when I read it, of a higher power or spirituality or, or just living in the now. You know, everything was such a rat race to me, and you know, it, it was all routine, and everything was like just moving so fast, man. And that you know, when I was able to live in the now. I mean, right now I'm sitting. I'm sitting on this bed right now, and I can feel the wood. I can feel the pants i you know, that I'm wearing. I can feel the hair on the back of my neck. I can taste the coffee in my mouth. I can yes. hear, you know what I mean. I can do all that, and that, in doing that, man, in doing that, I kind of grasp the concept of what I believe a higher power could be. You mm. know, spirituality. When you're able to live in the moment, and I tell you, man. I'll tell you another book. I want to I give this other book. Yeah, do book, it. The four, the, the four Agreements. Ooh, Don
0: Miguel Ruiz. Yes, yes
1: please. That, what a, hey, what a, a great book. Life,
0: yeah, game changer. changer. Yeah. yeah game please. changer. Being impeccable with your word, honoring yes. your agreements. Yeah. yeah. Always not doing your best. Personally. Yeah, yes. not taking things personally. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh.
2: That's amazing, man. Cool. Well, so, we're happy to have you on the show.
0: Yeah, Marty, we're happy to have you on. Why don't you so it sounds like you've given us a little bit of background. We know where you're from. Maybe maybe provide a little more context for some of our listeners and and let's see where we go. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, listen, man, you guys know that I'm in Terre Haute, Indiana. I also I also I own the the Truman house in Terre Haute. Right. Okay. Recovery house for Men, but I also do outreach. I am I'm, I'm constantly on the phone okay. referring that reach out to me you know what I mean I refer people to different facilities throughout the whole United States man I even have people in <laughs> I had a guy from uh, Madagascar get a hold of me the other day I got a couple people from Australia get a hold of Holy me the other shit, day dude how long you yeah, been sober Madagascar, Marty I didn't even know it was real but it's definitely a real place you know definitely. I guess heroin's really bad there man
0: so. yeah Marty how how long have you been sober
1: I have been sober three over three and a half years now Right. So, what, congrats,
0: what, I man. mean, yeah, absolutely, congrats. And, and it sounded like there were some ER visits and some emergency room. Uh, Certainly
2: didn't sound like s- an easy stays.
0: road. I mean, how, how, when did you start using? Like, what, like, how long were you out there? Like, were, was there ever a time you wanted to stop? I mean, what, like, give us a little bit more of background there. All
1: right. Well, I can definitely do that, man. Is yes, there? I started. Yeah, I start. I'll give you a little, give you a little quick fix from the rundown from the beginning, man. Basically, I started. Uh, I grew up in a household full of drugs. Uh, okay. My my parents like to drink and party, and you know they that which means they fought a lot and all this stuff and divorce and breakups and fights and alcohol and and you know everything that comes with the chaos of that. And you know, it wasn't long before I, you know, I was I was an outsider in school. Uh, I always felt different. You know, even in grade school, I felt like I was different from everybody else because of the home life that I had. Right. Well, It wasn't about, so I, was about I took, a babysitter took me for my first drink one time. She was a 16, 17-year-old babysitter, and she took me to a party while she was babysitting me, and I was probably 10 years old. And, uh, of course, it was cool to get the little kid drunk, but I, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. You know, I don't damn. remember what my first drink was. I don't remember what it tasted like. But the one thing I do remember is how it made me feel. That's it right. made me the life of that party. Right. They were, you know, damn near on the table, you know, dancing. And they were all, I was king of that party that night. And that is what I chased my whole life. Mm. I wanted to be king. You know, I wanted to chase that feeling. I was important that night. I was special. I was getting all the attention, and that was when I. And the next morning, when I woke up, I, I was like, "I gotta have that every day." You know, yeah. I'm ten years old.
2: Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm ten say- years
1: old, but I'm going to give you. A, but anyway, that that's that's where that that's where that addiction started. I think it. I was suffering from alcoholism long before I ever took that first drink. You know what I mean?
3: Oh hell yeah, but, but yeah,
1: that, yeah. Yeah, that drink—that drink was my solution, and it, it was my solution for many, many years. But uh, you know, then that was back in the '90s when acid and weed and cocaine was all prevalent. You know, we had we had all that stuff, man. It never ran out, never did we have to hunt for anything.
3: It was and just then there. Cocaine,
1: yeah, it was everywhere, man. Right. Especially like you know, it was, it was there a lot. The nineties were pretty good about that. I don't know if you guys were alive back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were alive. Oh yeah. We were alive. We were ticking. We might have been we might have been that ten year old back then, but
1: yeah. uh <laughs> ah, right, right, right.
0: Yeah, man.
1: But uh you know, but what ended up happening was in the late nineties that came on the scene in, in my little neighborhood and well, Ugh. you know, drugs were all fun up until that point and then addiction started kicking in, you know, people started robbing you know the town turned into a fun. Let's go eat some acid and hang out around the woods and then around bonfires to a okay. Let's go rob and steal and buy some crack. And, you know, that's, yeah. That's, that's that's what happened to it, man. Everything was fun. We were concert goers. We were doing fun things. You know, and that's a, that's how addiction sneaks up on us. Every it's fun and glamorous at first, right? Right. Yeah. You, you don't know?
2: you don't even notice that it is addiction. Until it's, no. like too late. It
1: just, right. Yeah, see, until you're like, what the hell just happened? Right. How did I end up in Fair Oaks and Danville, Illinois, in a, in a prominently black neighborhood when I'm the only white guy here? And everybody's looking at me like, hey, you're the only white guy here, buddy. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> right. What are you doing here, crazy? I'm like you know no I just want that drug that's over there you know what I mean yeah well, you ain't supposed to be here but the uh, places
2: addiction go. will take you uh
1: dark dirty places I'd say dark dirty places
2: yeah well tell us tell uh, us about that
0: yeah tell us a little bit and, and also tell us kind of what happened a little bit yeah. more like and for the listeners you know we want to we, we're here to evoke inspire um and show people that hey there's a way out you know, there's a, a, a process, there's, there's some principles, there's whatever it is, but there is a power out there that, that may have some influence in our lives.
1: Yeah, there definitely is, my brother. Here, here, here's how I end up, though, man. I mean, you know, all that years of all that addiction, you know, mm-hmm. I, I bet you it was 20-plus years of, of, you know, I went through the cocaine phase where I was selling cocaine, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, to where I went to the crack, Cause that's what it escalated. to was the crack.
3: Right. And
1: then the crack, you know, and then there was no selling anymore. I was doing dirty, uh, horrible things to get crack. You know, I was robbing, stealing, cheating, lying, you know, the whole nine taking me to really dark, dirty places yeah. all throughout the country, you know, uh, and then methamphetamines hit the scene. And, and I, of course, <sighs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Next thing you know, I got everybody. Everybody that I hung out with was all cooking methamphetamines, and the things that you will do on methamphetamines yeah. is something that you probably don't want to say on a podcast. No, <laughs> it, it,
2: it, yeah,
3: th-
1: that
2: lifestyle is crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is, bro. Right? I I, sp- I spent thirteen years shooting up methamphetamines, Oof. and yeah,
2: God bless you, man.
1: That, I fell in love with that. I mean, here, here, there's a little cheap drug that you can buy relatively cheap, you know, and it will last yeah. for years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Forever. You did one, You did it once and 13 years later. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Shit, man. It was, you know, you so, know and, and, and in, in that period of time, you know, listen, I did, I, I have, uh, I have seven felonies. Mm. Okay. I have I, I did. I did about six years in prison, and in in this the, the jail down the road from me, uh, I watched my daughter grow up behind glass. My mm-hmm. daughter is my daughter is eighteen now. I, I missed the majority of her life watching her grow up through the other side of the glass, or through the, on a on a on a visit, you know. Mm-hmm. Which
3: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and you know, and my, that was that up, wasn't
0: enough to get you to stop, huh?
1: Oh God, no! You know, I, I, I even I, I stole from my kids. I had my kids bawling. I had, please, Daddy, don't go do this one more time, and you know, begging me not to leave the house sometimes because they knew that I wasn't going to come back for a week, or you know, or they knew that I was going to go get go get in trouble and go to jail, and and them bawling and me telling them, you know, I'll be right back, honey. Don't worry, it's going right. to be different. Right, I'll I'm just going right to get back.
0: the, I'm just going to get the milk.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just milk. Uh, you know, uh, many many years I fought with like uh, the old, like with my alcoholism. Right. Like I right. tried one million. I tried one million times to just have a couple, or I would stop. There were several periods in my life where I actually was had a job. You know, I was maintaining mm-hmm. for short periods, of course. But uh, I, you know, and I would go and I'd buy a, a pint on the way home from from work or something, or I'd stop in the bar and say I'm just going to have two. Well, I probably finished that pint before I got home. And once that alcohol hit my brain, that's what makes me an alcoholic. Right, right. Once that alcohol hit my brain, that obsession set in.
3: Right, immediately. And that nothing,
1: nothing. I I, I once, (laughs) my addiction got so bad a few times that, like, nothing would stop me from getting what I wanted, right? Right. That first drink hits my lips nothing stops me. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to that, I go to alcohol and then I go get whatever kind of drugs that I, that I can find at that moment. You know, but I remember one time I got to, I, I just got uh OR out of uh, a county jail right that morning.
3: right? And
1: within 12 hours, I was in uh, another different County getting pulled over where I knew I had a warrant. I was on a track run. And, uh, I just, I just, uh, copped, right? I just scored a, you uh, don't know, a 50 of crack or something, right? right. And the guy, uh, the guy that's driving pulls over and I'm like, nothing's going to stop me. The cop is getting out of the car and I'm hitting the pipe. as oh, walking up I know I'm getting ready to go to jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to get my hit, you know? Yeah. Of course.
0: So, of so course Marty, I, I think we all are, are very familiar, you know, with, with what, what it was like, like. And, and we heard a little bit about what happened. You know, it sounded like some ER visits. Right. Like, were, was there other? Was there ever any times that you were trying to stop and like just was unsuccessful, or, or were you just kind of on a hard run most of the th- time, or like what what were yeah, some I, yeah. what were some moments of clarity that you had that actually started to cause the shift in your mentality and in your spirit that took you toward the road of recovery?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, man. This is uh, this is very. Very key moment, man. I was uh, I was living in a trap house. Of course, this is 20, 20 some years after all of the stuff I just talked about. I was living in a trap house in Terre Haute, Indiana. Okay, when I say trap house, I mean there, I was I stayed in a closet on a I laid on a uh, a, a, a bed of dirty clothes. That's all it was in this closet. Uh-huh. Filled with bed, filled with bedbugs, cockroaches, broken needles. The whole, the whole idea that you picture a draft house looking like—that's right. exactly what this place looked like. And I, and you know, the scary part of it, I was completely content there. Mm. Completely content was living that way. But anyway, long, you know, I kept walking every morning. You know, I, I'd have to go get alcohol or or whatever. So in between the the liquor store and the trap house, I would walk, and there was a there was a halfway house in Terre Haute at the time that I would walk by and I would see all these people out there, uh, you know, getting ready for a meeting or, or after a meeting or whatever, because they had meetings there all day long. And they were drinking coffee and they were smoking cigarettes and they were laughing and smiling and I was like, you know what? Ugh. Uh, I cussed them. I did. I was like, what the hell are they so happy about? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, But so basically, I went yeah. back to the house, you know, and one of the guys in Trap House had, had been there previously, you know, so we would get high all night and I would ask him about this place, like, what is this? Because I never even heard of uh, of a halfway house, really, or AA or NA or nothing right. like that, never even heard about, really. Maybe I've seen it on TV once or something. Okay. So I would get, so we would get high all night and I would ask him, you'd tell me all these cool things about this halfway house and the programs and stuff and stuff. Finally, man, after a couple of days of that, it was 7 in the morning. And there were, we talked about it all night. We like, hey, man, I want to go to a meeting. He's like, yeah, man, we'll go to that meeting. We'll check it out. You know, 7 a.m. rolls around. You know, we take a shot. And he's like, man, uh, I, 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 I'm not going to go, brother. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so I ended up going anyway, all right? So I went to four meetings down there for, for in the next couple of days. I went to four meetings. Down there. I. <laughs> Hell up, yeah. Nodding off in the meeting. And uh, I heard something that somebody said, and it stuck with me, man. And I went up to him afterwards. And I ended up moving in. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> amazing, you know that was the start of my recovery, and that was about six years ago.
0: Okay, holy years. shit, man.
1: Yeah. Damn. So that was the start of my re- my my recovery right there. I, I lived in that house for eleven months, and this is the this is the key point to all this. I lived in that house for eleven months. I even chaired meetings for like seven of those months. Wow. Uh, uh, five six days a week, I was chairing me, and I was speaking really good. I got a job back. I, everybody in the room seemed to like me. You know, I was making good money, everything was flowing so well in right. the meetings. I was talking about, I was talking about sponsorship and and reading now that book that we that we talked about the first hundred sixty four pages. I was talking about all that. Yeah, and yet and yet I never done it. Oh, I was was god! I wasn't, uh... Yeah, I wasn't honest. I, I wasn't. I was uh, out, uh, you
2: were a taker yeah yeah
1: yeah so yeah i guess you know the moral of that story is after mm. my 11 month point a couple of life's terms came along and, and smacked me in the face and i didn't know how to handle it i didn't right. have any tools.
0: didn't have a foundation you
1: know, i had no foundation man all man. but my mouth i was i was talking you right. found yourself and, back uh, on your ass yeah, yeah. After eleven months, I decided to, that I would take a, a sneak a bottle up in my room at the halfway house, and uh, that lasted about two days before somebody told on me. Thank God, and yeah. I was out on the streets with nothing. Dude, it's
2: it's it's so imperative for those that are listening, those that are new to sobriety, those that are thinking about sobriety, any anyone that's listening right now. It's so imperative that if you start down this road. Of wanting to get your life together, that you have to do the work, yeah, right, that, like you can fake that, it for a while and you can get some stuff back, but eventually the day will come, yeah, where your solution is not greater than the problems you are faced with,
0: mhm, mm-hmm. yeah, see
1: that's the thing. see, I took alcohol and drugs out of the problem, I thought I was good, right, yeah. I thought you know damn, man, this is this is it. You know, I got a good job, got a Band-Aid, got some Band-Aids on, took a shower, got some <laughs> nice clothes. You right. know what I mean? Everything's good. I'm good. Right. No, no, no. See, when I take drugs and alcohol, I'm problem, they're not the problem. They were never the problem. Mm. I was the problem. I was mm. the problem. Mm. The way I think, the way I behave, that's the problem. And until I learned to work through a program, and, and, and honestly, humbly, open-mindedly work through a program I could never handle the problems I have today. Mm. Wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. I, right. My life, my life right now, like life, this program, this life doesn't get easier at all. Mm. You get clean and sober, it doesn't get easier at all. Right. But you get better. Right. You're a better equipped to handle the problems right. that come.
0: So, Marty, what, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's who's struggling, who's looking to get sober, who who's just kind of hopeless and down and out?
1: Oh, okay. Got you there. I mean, here's the thing, man. Number one thing that we – that you know, because I, I deal with a lot of people in my outreach, and I help people uh, get into facilities all over the country. And the number one thing that I speak of that we must do – First off, we got to reach out. We got to open our mouth. Yeah. No more silence. No more No more worried about the stigma. No more. Uh, I want to cuss a lot right now. I don't know if I should do whatever. Switch. Yeah, you cuss. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, fuck the silence. <laughs> yes. All right. Fuck yeah. the silence. Get up, man. Who gives a shit what, if somebody's going to look bad, look at you, and think, man, oh, that, I never knew I mean, that person was an addict, a, a junkie, or a pill popper, or an alcoholic lady. And I never. Fuck that. Who cares? Stand Let's save up. your life. Yeah. Let's save your fucking life. Let's get you into a detox. Let's get you into a treatment center. Who cares? Just reach out. Now. Reach
0: out to someone
1: now and too, say, right? help
0: me. Yes. You do it know? now. Yes.
1: Just do it now. Reach out. Get a hold of me right now on Facebook. Whatever yes. message you Care Anybody in the country, reach out and say, help me. I will help you.
0: Yeah. I will get you
1: in contact with the right people to get you into a facility. Whatever it takes,
0: Marty. Where, where we're getting close to yeah, wrapping it up. Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Where can people, uh, you know, plug, plug yourself, pl- plug, plug into you?
1: Well, as of right now, you can look at me. My number one, um, mo- the number one way to get a hold of me, I will give out my phone number. Doesn't matter. It's seven six five three six five four nine two four. Hit me up on that. Or if it's easier to remember, Marty Norman on Facebook in Terre Haute, Indiana. You can hit me through there at any time.
3: I All also right. have
1: at the Truman House, at the Truman House on Facebook. You can look me up on that as well. Or Marty Norman, Non anonymous on Instagram. Whatever you guys prefer, I'm here. Love Oof.
0: it. Love it, Thank Marty. You. So uh, Marty, we're blessed to have
2: you yes, on. We
0: appreciate you coming on the show. For this everybody was, out there, hit him up. This was Check a, him out. Yes, and uh, this was a good show, man. This a, I
1: appreciate it. got, I got, I got of, Hey, guys, if you want to go out on my Facebook at uh, at Marty Norman and check out my videos, I put a lot of videos out on social media. I put them out there because I am here to help. I have amazing resources. That's what I do. I I, um, I have resources all over the country. So please, man, don't fucking die. Reach yes. out to me. We'll get you in somewhere. Hell yeah, Uh, Marty!
0: It's a blessing to have you on, and uh, we're here to support you. and And thank you for being on the show. Yes, recovery happens. Absolutely,
1: man! I'll be on the show anytime you guys ask. You ask me, man. Thank you for having me.
0: Appreciate it. Have a Have a good one, brother. Yeah. All
1: right. All right. Later, guys.
0: Bye. And for
2: those listening, thank you. This was another special episode of
0: the sober Sober life Life
2: audio Audio experience. (laughs)
0: specialty produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1900 produce items From apple's to zapote we've got your produce questions answered Our app is available for both iPhone and Android download our app for free today.